Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NBA tips off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. Welcome into Believe Me, right here on Stadium TV. Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Brandon Lang and Clay Harbor. We are here of course, to win you money. We're talking college football. We're talking NFL. Claymaker, my friend, you continue to kill it. Very profitable so far this season. Your thoughts? You know, it's just it's just when, when you have a guy that knows the game <laughs> and a guy that can see the matchups, you, you're going to be able to win some money. And we're 31 and 18 so far this season. I've had some bad beats still. I think it should be better. But I think this is just the beginning. I think the second half here of the season is just going to keep getting better. As I, you know, I find my way here, I keep researching the good games and looking for the matchups. Brandon, you're back in your house, if you will, Las Vegas. Maybe the fortunes change for you. Hey, long season. All of November, all of December, NFL playoffs, bowl games, Super Bowl, mm -hmm. the Claymaker, long way to go. Stay cocky, my friend. Stay <laughs> cocky. We've got three college football games on the slate here, guys. And then, of course, we'll get into the NFL. We'll start with Brandon with the three college football matchups. Number one, Oregon, number eight team in the nation, taking on number 13, Utah, catching six and a half. Utah is at home. Oregon, five, one and one ATS. Utah, Brandon, fresh off that upset win over USC. Oregon can't lose this game, Brandon. What's going on here? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. Big number here. Quarterback situation again for Utah comes into play. Didn't really need it with, with USC having no defense whatsoever. Rising's gone. Um, this kid looked good last week. He did. But at the end of the day, I, I just feel like it's a trap. Is Utah really going to shut down Oregon's offense? Are they? I just think Oregon wins this game. I think people are going to load up on Utah. I really do. And for me, I think Oregon's the right side of the game. And this is from a guy who never lays road chalk ever. But I think coming off that win against USC – coming back home against this Oregon team that you're right. They cannot lose another game. I just think Oregon makes plays late. They have a better defense, a better offense. I just think Oregon's the right side of the game. Oregon minus the six and a half for Brandon Clay. Oregon's offense, number one in the nation in success rate, whatever that means. 
I can't believe Brandon did it, man. He laid road chalk. This guy never, never laid road chalk, but I am with Brandon. I think this Oregon offense is too high-powered. Bo Nix, 19 touchdowns, one interception this season. This guy's as efficient as they come. Troy Franklin, I love him. His big wide receiver, averaging 110 yards per game. He is hard to stop. He's hard to guard. I just don't see a way that Utah can stop them when you when you – Combine that with Jordan James, their running back, who's averaging over eight yards per carry. Big win for Utah against USC. But I think I think Oregon is just going to outlast them. I see this is a two-touchdown game. Yeah, I think this is a pros versus Joes game, meaning the public will be on Utah off that win against USC, and then the pros are on Oregon. We're all on Oregon here this week. Let's talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, as they say. Georgia taking on Florida. Florida catching 14 and a half in the swamp, Brandon. Are you going to lay that minus 14 and a half chalk with Georgia? Once again, you just got to tell your clients where the win is. And the win is under the posted total. I don't know how Florida is going to score against Georgia's defense. And conversely, Florida plays defense. They just struggle offensively. And this posted total, I think last time I checked was 50. I saw 51. I, I Listen, I think this game's going under the posted total. Played in Jacksonville. I've been to that cocktail party. It's absolutely bonkers, crazy. But at the end of the day, they played a low-scoring. Georgia played a low-scoring game on the road against Auburn. Um I just think in this situation, both these defenses, I'm going to go under the post to total. Okay. Uh, Clay, Georgia only has 12 sacks on the year. That's outside the top 100 in the nation for what it's worth. Georgia, for being an undefeated team, they are 1-5-1 and five and one against the spread this season. Obviously, Florida's not great. They're 3-3, three and three, but they're coming off a big win against South Carolina. Uh, Carson Beck, you know, Brock Bowers is out. That kind of scares me. You know, I, I like Graham Mertz. He, they're coming off a of bye week. I think this is, is a good game. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover. So I'm going with Florida right here. I want to go to this game at some point. Sounds like a lot of fun. All right, Florida for Clay. Brandon under the 51. We'll see what Actually, happens. It's down to 49 and a half. 49 and a half. All right. For the purposes of our competition, there you go. All right, let's talk about Colorado taking on UCLA, the number 23 team in the nation. The Bruins are laying 17 in this one. Buffalo is coming off a bye. UCLA 4-1. and one. Can Coach Prime keep this close here, Brandon? That Stanford game last week was <laughs> devastating. <laughs> that was awesome. 29-0. You're setting at four wins. Six gets you bowl eligible. If you look at their schedule, I don't see two wins. They already beat Arizona State. Arizona, maybe. But Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, I don't I don't see it. That Stanford loss is going to cost them a sixth win. I think Prime gets to five. And, man, how devastating that is. Blowing a 29-0 lead at home interested to hear clay talk about that's coaching that's just flat out coaching you're at home up 29 nothing and you let a team come back your defensive coordinator prime just whatever you needed to do they couldn't do it and so in this situation here i don't know how they're going to score they went into oregon and couldn't score against that defense and ucla has even a better defense and so in this yeah. situation i know it's a big number 
but I just think the right side of the game is going to be UCLA. UCLA, Clay, has the top pass rush grade, according to PFF. And by the way, Sanders on the other side, quarterback for Buffalo, the most sacked quarterback in college football. Wow, that's a, that's a crazy stat there. But you look at this. The Bruins just beat Stanford 42-7. to That's the team that came back and beat Colorado in double overtime. Right. They, 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 Stanford lost – 42-7 to UCLA, the team that beat Colorado. I think this is going to be an ugly game for Coach Prime. That defense is awful, and this offensive line is not going to be able to protect Shador. This, this might be a 30-40 to 40 play. And trust me, I don't like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly cut me back in the <laughs> NFL. He told me I was going to play football. Well, I hate going with Chip Kelly, but I got to go with UCLA Bruins here to cover. It's a big number, like Brandon said, but this is going to be a tough game for Colorado. I'm definitely going with UCLA to cover here. Clay, how would you encapsulate Coach Prime's debut here with the Colorado Buffaloes, the season so far, that collapse against Stanford? It's kind of been up and down. Up and down. Obviously, you've already seen some improvement, and he's he's made a lot of noise, and he's shown that he is a guy that can win some games. But, I mean, you look at that game, you can't – you're up 29 to nothing. If yeah. you just run the ball – for the rest of the day and get two stops, you should be able to win. If you think about it, if you just run the ball, honey, you should say, okay, we're maybe we give up, you know, 24 points. You're not, you don't expect yourself to give up 29 points, bad coaching. That's when, you know, you're not, it's his, his first year at the, at the FBS level. You know, I think he's done a good job of getting them some notoriety, but that like Beeling said, you could have been bowl eligible. You cannot lose that game. So right now, to me, he still has some work to do. Well, let's wait and see about the recruiting as well when he gets his players in. So stay tuned on that. All right, that's college football. Let's get to the NFL. Clay Harbor, your Jaguars going to the big ketchup bottle in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. And here we go again, guys. Mike Tomlin, as a dog, he's at home. Will the trend continue, Clay? Do the Steelers cover? Plus two and a half, by the way. You know, I don't like this game here. Um, I, you know, I think the Steelers have been hot lately. You go into you go into Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, tough defense. But I got to roll with my guys, Duval, right? Doug Peterson, after the pseudo-bye week, Thursday night game, they got a little extra rest, got to watch a little extra tape. I just love Thursday night football games because it gives you that extra time to rest and prepare for that team. So I think giving Trevor Lawrence that time, with the weapons he has, Calvin Ridley, uh, Christian Kirk, you know, Travis Etienne showing why he's one of the best running backs in the league. But this defense is a top-ranked defense in the league, too. People forget about these guys. Josh Allen, he's, he's been putting pressure on everybody. So I'm going to take Duval to cover here. And it's, it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be three. So I'm taking Duval to cover. All right. Very close game there, Brandon. Are you going to take the points at home? Absolutely by the half point to get up to plus three. I have a feeling it'll be three by mid-afternoon, maybe early morning Sunday. So then you'll buy the half point to three and a half. But but you look at Pittsburgh at home. Well, take the game last week. Down in the fourth quarter, two amazing touchdown drives in the fourth to come back and beat the Rams. They had no right beating the Baltimore Ravens at home here in Pittsburgh, but they did. They had no right beating the Cleveland Browns at home on Monday night, but they did. And now Jacksonville rolls in here three and 14 straight up two and 15 against the spread as a favorite. If they were a dog in their previous game, Pittsburgh six and one against the number. If they're coming off a straight up underdog win Pittsburgh at home, getting points, 
right side of the game. Give me the Steelers. Jacksonville's due for a letdown. Do I need to remind you of the Houston Texans game four weeks ago? Yeah, they went on a nice little run here. But on the road as a favorite, uh uh-uh, I don't see it. Give me Pittsburgh plus three. The market, the public is at its highest right now with Jacksonville. Clay, just quickly here about the Jags and the Steelers. Both these teams have very good records. Do you see them both as playoff teams or maybe one of them or neither? Yeah, I think both of them are playoff teams. I think Pittsburgh makes the wild card. I think the, the, the Jaguars win the division. I think that uh, that division, you know, you started off hot with some of these teams in the AFC South, but, you know, obviously in Indianapolis, now you got Gardner Minshew, you know, Minshew mania running the show over there. And then, you know, you go over to Houston, CJ Stroud has cooled off a little bit, and then Tennessee is selling. You know, they just sell it, sold their safety there for, for a couple late-round draft picks. I think they know, they realize, hey, this isn't our year. So I think for sure these are two playoff teams. Really is a shame about Anthony Richardson's injury. I was really excited to get a full season out of him. He was looking very good in his rookie campaign. All right, guys, Battle of MetLife Stadium. Jets, Giants, Giants getting three at home here. Clay, what are we doing? This is a tough one, but I'm I'm going to go with the Jets here. I know Tyrod Taylor looked all right. You know, he made some plays. The, the Giants looked like they turned a little bit of a corner defensively. You know, good game for them. But, you know, I think the Jets' defense is just better. And you got Tyrod Taylor in this offense. just has not been efficient enough for me to be confident in them to go in and be able to score on this Jets' defense. And obviously, you know, we got Zach Wilson playing. Who knows what you get there. But I'm going to take the Jets – to cover the three. All right, Brandon. Well, the Jets coming off that bye. The Giants covered a big number against the Bills and then beat the Commanders outright last week. So what are we doing here? The Jets have not won a game coming out of their bye week since 2015. I can't lay points with a team that has a record like that. I'm going to buy the half point, take the Giants plus three and a half, call for a field goal game. And while Clay gets stuck up the hoop shooter with a three number, I'm going to cover with plus three and a half with the Jets. I Listen, I like Tyrod Taylor. He's not Daniel Jones. He's better. Makes all the right decisions. Has his team playing well. They should have beat Buffalo. You want to, want to really call it what it was, they should have beat Buffalo, not for Daniel Jones. They were in that game despite Daniel Jones. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Giants by the half point, get three and a half with the G-Man. Love the Giants getting three at home here with Tyrod Taylor, who I think is just so darn consistent. Great at protecting the football. That matters. And by the way, Zach Wilson is not a four and three quarterback. And that would be the record for the Jets if they were to win, which I don't think they will. All right. Big one here in the late window, guys. Bengals and 49ers. And honestly, all of a sudden, the 49ers, I mean, the sky is falling. They are laying five and a half in this one at home, Clay. But You've got the Bengals here, maybe starting to find something, potential Super Bowl preview. I don't know. What are we doing here? Well, the 49ers are coming off of a game they just lost to the Vikings. I mean, you know, this team, obviously the Vikings are an up-and-down team, but now you got – it's looking like Brock Purdy's out, and it's looking like Sam Darnold is going to be your starting quarterback. So, in that case, I'm going to go with Broadway Joe. I, you know, I think Joe Burrow is, is going to come back and show why he is still one of the – best quarterbacks in the NFL. You got doubters like Brandon talking all that trash on my man, Joe. I think he's going to come back and show against his great 49ers defense. You can say what you will. 49ers do have a really good 
defense, but I think Joe comes back. I think I think they get the win here, but wow. you know, I think obviously with the five and a half, I'm going with the Bengals. I think I think the Bengals can actually pull the upset here with Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback after uh, a week after losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, let's go. Brandon, you once said on this very show that the window has been closed on the Bengals. Do you still stand by that? So Purdy's definitely out. He's in the concussion protocol in the NFL. Usually, highly knows. unlikely that you're going to you're going to be able to play coming in that following week when you are in the concussion protocol. Even if you feel good and you're trying to say, "Hey, coach, I am good." I'm good. They're not going to let you play because it's become such a big sticking point with the concussion. So it's looking like Sam Darnold is your starting quarterback. To me, I go Sam Darnold versus Joe Burr. Obviously, you got the defenses, but. And this lines up to five and a half now. I bet you it's changed, actually, since we got Probably these developments. I think I just checked and it's down to three and a half with Darnold as your quarterback ungodly number here on the Niners. And this is when the Niners were playing Dallas. And I noted that they were 15 and 0 straight up 14 and one against the spread. Their last 15 games of the home favorite. Then Dallas went in there and got absolutely demolished. It's now 16 and 0 straight up 15 and one against the spread. Their last 16. That's a big number. Um, this is the toughest game on the board to me because we don't know how good Cincinnati is. They played better but I'm concerned with how Kirk Cousins lit up this Vikings defense. Lit them up. I mean, lit them up. They have time, Kirk. He just he just lit them up. Their offensive line played out of their mind, not allowing one blitz to Boza or anybody else in that front line. That was unbelievable to me, what Cousins did. So now, with a week off, rolling here, Cincinnati getting more than a field goal. The Bengals are 9-1 against the spread of the last 10 games as a road dog. They've covered nine of their last 10 on the road as a road dog. They're getting three and a half, four here. And what I think will be a field goal game, Clay says it best. I don't trust Sam Darnold. I don't trust him at all. Didn't trust him at USC. Don't trust him getting the start here or a banged up Purdy. I think Joe Burrows goes in here. I don't know if they win the game, but getting three and a half, four, I believe they cover the number in a game that goes down to the wire. All right, so let's call it three and a half, right? You guys are on the Bengals plus the three and a half in this matchup. Yes, the line obviously did move, which is to be expected. Okay, let's talk about Sunday night football, talking about quarterback injuries here. Clay, no Justin Fields, most likely taking on the Chargers. Chargers laying nine, coming off a tough loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. This smells like you should probably lay the number with the Chargers. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, I think most people are going to lay the number with the Chargers, but not me, baby. Where am I at right now? I'm in Chicago with the Bears. Tyson Bajant, the undrafted rookie free agent out of Shepherd University. That's a Division II school. He won every he won the Heisman of wow. Division II, Brandon. But this guy, this guy's actually pretty solid. He's on time. He gets the ball out. He makes quick decisions. He's not going to do anything crazy, anything sexy, but to beat this. LA Chargers team, or at least to stay within nine points, which I think they do. I think he's good enough. Deontay Foreman looked great running the ball. You look at the Bears, Roshan Johnson might still be out. You look at Khalil Herbert's out. They're two stud running backs. Dante Foreman comes in and shows why he was a first week free agent signing for him. Guys running the ball great. DJ Moore is fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. This guy had a, another big game. This offensive line 
played really well last week to beat the Raiders in Chicago. So I think common knowledge says, you know, lay the points here. Justin Fields out. The Bears banged up. You know, they got some injuries here. But this defense played better. Jalen Johnson enters two interceptions, had one return for a touchdown last week. This D-line got a little bit of pressure. I'm taking the Bears to stay within nine points. So the Bears, my pick. It's always tough to lay a big number, Brandon, with Brandon Staley as the head coach. So what are you doing here? How in the world does this guy still have a job? It's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> I, I, got just, nothing. I don't understand how the owner sits here and looks at this guy and says, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. I love his I love his decision making. I love for him going up going forward on fourth and one from his own nine yard line. Absolutely smart last year. And you still let him come back and he's got him doing nothing this year. They have the 31st ranked defense in the NFL. That's the second worst defense in the NFL. They've only outgained two opponents in overall yards this season by one yard and 41 yards. Bad numbers for Chicago here. But I, I hate this game. But I will until they fire this guy, I would not trust Brandon Staley for with 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 anything regarding the Chargers. I'll take the Bears plus the points. Plus the nine with Chicago. All right, guys, we have time. So let's do a bonus game and let's talk about the Rams taking on the Cowboys. Sneaky game here with the Rams catching six and a half on the road, taking oh. on a Dallas team that has been really good at times, and then loses to Josh Dobbs. So what are we doing here, Clay? Plus six and a half for the Rams on the road. You know, I like the Rams plus six and a half here. You know, obviously I think the Cowboys win the game, but I think the Rams can keep it close. Like I said, I like my guy's staff. I played with him before, coming off a tough loss. He's going to be hungry. He's going to bring everybody into the meeting room. He's going to watch some extra tape. They're going to make sure that they're ready to go for this game. He's got Cooper back. Puka Nakua has shown that he isn't just some flash-in-the-pan couple, two, three, four-week rookie. The guy's still playing well. So I'm going to take the Rams. I know, you know, the Cowboys are one of the teams that everybody's a sexy pick with Dak and the receivers, Micah Parsons, all these guys. But I'm going to take the Rams to cover here and keep it close. The Cowboys were lucky to beat the Chargers recently. Brandon, what are you going to do with this game? Well, they have Justin Herbert to, to thank for that. True. He has been garbage all year long. Garbage. And uh, I think the Subway meat, deli meats get into his brain, his decision-making process. And now everybody's celebrating Dallas because they beat the Chargers after getting pounded by the Niners. Everybody thinks Dallas is back. Dallas is back. Dallas is back. I'll say it again. Dallas is not back. They took advantage of the second worst defense in the NFL on Monday night. Dak did what Dak did and made plays that were in front of him. Rams can play a little bit of defense. I agree with Clay. I'm going to buy the half point, lay the 130, and get them up to plus seven and take the Rams on the road here. Don't trust Dallas this big a favorite. Um, Rams 6-1 against the spread when coming off a straight up and against the spread loss. They actually outgained the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, 354 to 300. Just a couple bad defensive possessions in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go with the, the, the Rams, plus seven. 
Yeah, a fluky loss for the Rams last week against the Steelers. I love the points here with the Rams as well. All right, folks, this has been Believe Me right here on Stadium TV. Of course, we are here every single weekend ready to make you some money for Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. And happy belated National Tight End Day, Clay Harbor. I am Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you next week. Best of luck to your bets. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.